0: 49 The Horn. See, this is the song that Hards want to hear on 420.
1: That's what I thought it was. New Theme
0: Thursday on 420. It was a Thursday, right? It was was a Thursday. Yes, and it was not. That was not the theme. It was not. It was the Earth Day? What was it? It was Earth Day. It yeah. was Earth Day. And you know what? It did fit because it is from the Earth. It's from the Earth, man. It's all natural.
1: Take advantage. <laughs> Take advantage, man. <laughs> um,
0: yes. Friday is the featured film of midweek movie music. Today uh, and Friday, a cult classic, but also probably one of the uh, 420, all the 420 celebrations. Uh, a lot of them, I'm sure, had... Friday on in the background. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> just oh, says, like, yeah. uh,
0: the background music, whatever yeah. kind of the background entertainment uh, because uh, Friday is known uh, for being one of the favorites of the 420 crowd. No doubt. Uh, also, you can hit us up on the Specs text line if you want to participate in the show. We always appreciate your participation, 512-337-3776. That is the number to the Specs text line. You also can use the Twitterverse, Harji's at Twitterverse and my man Patrick Davis, the real MVP at it's Patrick Davis. Oh, yeah, and a shout-out to the texter who connected all the dots since we randomly started having a Janet Jackson conversation. Well, not randomly. We brought up Janet Jackson in off the record because Janet Jackson's concert had to be moved. It had to be rescheduled because Trey Young hit a game-winning shot, and basically their playoff series uh, has to uh, continue. Game six is going to be in Atlanta, and the people that booked the facility, they double-booked a Janet Jackson concert because I guess they didn't anticipate. Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks advancing to this point in the postseason, and we start talking about Janet Jackson and her still touring at fifty-six yep. years old. Good for her. And then Harge brought up the kid that that she has with the billionaire aristocrat guy. Yeah. And shout out to the texter who said, "Man, it basically as a coincidence, and because we didn't think about it, put it all together." There's a great Janet Jackson quote in Friday said he came out because remember he fixing Smokey up with a the <laughs> woman and the description is that she looks like Janet Jackson. That's basically the description she gave Smokey. Yes. I look kind of like Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, he, and he said you came out the car looking more like Freddie Jackson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you wrong That's for that, man. man. You wrong for oh, that, man. God. Yeah. Looking
0: more like Freddie Jackson than Janet Jackson. I love it. Damn good there. Thank you, Texter. That's what what the Specs text line is for. Also, uh, just a reminder, tomorrow we're going to be at the Link uh, location at Pluckers for our draft day party. Uh, But then once we're done at 6, that's the Ball Don't Lie show. We'll be out there live from 3 to 6. But once we're done at 6 o'clock, we will all, except for Harge, actually.
1: That's right. You Uh, boys still be
0: there. Uh, We're all going to uh, head out to our Pluckers locations and have individual Pluckers watch parties at the individual Pluckers around town and you can go check out uh, at, at the at the Horn uh, Twitter account uh, the Horn ATX Twitter account for more details about where everybody will be but I'll be at the South Lamar location Hard will be at the uh, Link location for the Pluckers and my man Patrick will be at the West Campus location Pluckers that's what Ball Don't Lie will be but a lot of the other on air personalities will be out and about so wherever your p- local Pluckers is uh, go to the website horn, uh, go to hornfm.com or go to our Twitter page and you can go find out more details about the draft day party at Pluckers mm-hmm. for the Horn. All right, gentlemen, let's get to uh, some NBA playoff discussion. We did review, so I want to review a little bit, but I also want to preview some of the games coming up tonight because that Lakers-Grizzlies matchup and that Warriors-Kings matchup tonight is going to be uh, off the chain. Off the charts. Oh, yeah, it is. I think it's going to be great. Actually, I got some ratings uh, numbers for you about that Warriors-Kings matchup that we'll get to as well. So we'll get to some previews of the NBA's uh, playoff games tonight and also around the day. I'm talking NFL draft. The Texans, there's talk that they could possibly not try to tank again, but that they are eyeing the next quarterback class potentially. Of course. The next quarterback class for them would be a, a – much higher rated class overall than this quarterback class and that the Texans fans could be in for another tank job. We'll talk about that a little bit coming up next segment in Rod's Round the Day. Uh, They are the biggest wild card in the NFL draft right now. Nobody has any idea what the Texans are going to do. Gives me a little anxiety, but uh, it is a silly season. The more I hear, the less I know. So hopefully that just means everything that we've heard is basically a bunch of disinformation and misinformation, and they're just going to draft uh, the best quarterback available at that time. And I'm hoping this Will Levis stuff is true. If Will Levis actually is going to get drafted over, first overall by the Carolina Panthers, that is awesome. Because that means the Texas job is the, the the job of the GM, Nick Casario, is so easy. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B, Megan the Stallion size button. I'll say this right here on air. If the Bryce Young, is a say let's just say Will Levis goes number one overall, or C. D. Stroud. or C. D. Stroud. Thank you. Good point. Give me or two people. Yes. Give yeah two hey, options. Anthony Richardson goes number one. <laughs> I'll give you three. <laughs> they want the biggest athletic freak to ever play the quarterback <laughs> position. I get that too. And Bryce Young is there. And they still pass on Bryce Young. Which there are some insiders that believe they may go Will Anderson and start building defense here, and say, you know what, the next quarterback class, which I'll get into, that's a more attractive quarterback class. If they do that, Patrick, I, I'm not gonna, I, I will consider joining you and renouncing my fandom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll consider it. Oh yeah, I'm, at, I'm seriously gonna consider it. Yes, yeah, I know,
2: I know, that because, would be- because again, they start doing the things where you say, same reason to go where, when I think of one <laughs> thing would I like the least, and they continually do it, exactly. and then every once in a while surprise you with a new one that you didn't even think was a possibility. That
0: is true, they do that as well, okay. they've done that a couple of times too.
2: Like like make a bad trade where they trade from 12 to 11 to take a guy that wasn't going to go till 20, or like like if they did something where they went like, you know what, we better trade with the Eagles and give them a whole bunch move up to 10, and then they take like Hindenoker at 10. Yeah. Something like that where you're like,
0: what? Who do you think was going to take him? So I guess basically, yeah. I like this. I like these
1: opportunities right here. If they decide
0: to go defense (laughs) with that pick instead of going to quarterback, then, like I said. What if it's it's Will Anderson? Anderson. What if it's Will? I don't like Will Anderson that much. Okay. What if it's Tyree Wilson? I don't like Tyree Wilson that much. So you are really
2: going to renounce your fandom. I would consider it
0: do so basically, I don't like any of those guys, more than I like the quarterback. Yeah, uh, like it.
2: it's a lot of people are saying Will Anderson is a generational talent. Watching him last year, you don't know how much of it was that this D line was so bad for Alabama that he had to make up for it. That they couldn't pass rush basically with anyone other than him, so it hurt him. But it looked like you played a decent left <laughs> tackle, and I, I Kelvin Banks took care of him. He did that. You're able to stop him and generational defensive ends that go number two are supposed to be double-team to try and even slow him down.
0: I'm with you. I'm not hating on Will Anderson. I think he's going to be a good player, but I don't see him as a franchise-changing player. And, and and the quarterbacks may not be either, but a quarterback has a better chance of being a franchise-changing player than the defensive end. Yeah,
2: I think you can find another defensive end closer to Will Anderson than if you take, take a quarterback versus Davis Mills or Case Keenum.
0: I know. We'll get into it in a round drive today. It's basically history repeating itself. Instead of them drafting quarterbacks, they took Mario Williams. They Mm, took "Mm -hmm." Mario Williams, took Javion Clowney up there. Like I am saying, there's an organization, they have done that before, but this is a different regime. All right, let's talk about the uh, the games last night, gentlemen. You did have two teams that advance uh, that are moving on to the second round of the NBA playoffs. Clippers, at, uh, they are uh, going down. Well, they've been on a downward spiral, I should say, ever since. Uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, had an injury and he couldn't play Um, without Paul George without Kawhi Leonard the Suns made easy work of them they did make it a lot more competitive uh, than uh, initially thought in this matchup but without their two best players their two stars Paul George and Kawhi Leonard uh, the Suns were able to make uh, easy like I said make base make easy prey of the Clippers and they beat them 136 130 they're moving on and Devin Booker right now playing some of the best basketball of any player in the postseason. He's right now playing like their best player. Uh, It is not KD, and KD is great. He had 31 points, but Devin Booker, guys, in this series, averaging over 37 points per game, hitting 65% of his two-pointers, 47% of his three-pointers, 86% from the line, I mean, he's just he basically 43% of all the points they scored in this series Devin Booker either scored himself or assisted on those points.
1: Yeah, he came out with a as a man possessed and the beautiful part about it is who are you going to double team? If you try to take KD away, Booker can light you up and he was lighting you up long before that. And then you look at what DeAndre Ayton was able to do. You brought up the points that um, uh, Booker has scored. Durant finished with 31, and Ayton had 21 points and 11 rebounds. Yeah, I mean, that is another part of it. And again, this to me is Chris Paul's best opportunity. You know, we thought last year that he was going to have a shot at it. No, it didn't work out that way. You now have – a triple threat. Four good players on the floor all the time for you if you're the Phoenix Sun. Monty Williams, I don't think he gets enough respect as the head coach that he is because I think he's really, really talented, and, and he's one of those calming coaches. Mm-hmm. Not a big yeller and a screamer, but he, he makes sure that the players understand what is asked of them. So when you see that and you see this team that and what they're able to do at such a very high level – what are you going to take away from him? There's nothing you can take away from him. You got to hope for an off night by two of them to even have a consideration to be able to be in it. And especially take out Kawhi Leonard, who we thought at the very beginning of it, at least I did, his defense was so impactful, mm-hmm. then he gets hurt. He's out of there. Then you don't have playoff Pete, uh, Paul George. You don't have him out there doing anything. And now you just got Russ trying to do it all. And you know he likes that challenge. He does. But he can't do it. Because when he does have that impact, they lose the game. Sorry, DJ. I know you're in the car, bro. Sorry. (laughs) But you even say – he said it last night. He's got to get out and he can't take all the shots because he knows too. If he's doing that well – They normally don't win.
2: Yeah, no, I know you have Norman Powell and Bones Highland are the other two guys who want to shoot on that team when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are out. you got to add, and I mean, you're supposed to have uh, Gordon there. Like, you have other guys that are supposed to be scorers on that team. For whatever reason, none of those guys seem to want to show up. So there was basically three guys who wanted to take over, and two of them had the ability to do it somewhat because Bones Highland did not look good in this series. It showed the reason why Denver got rid of him. Well, because yep. that was an addition by subtraction getting rid of him because yep. uh, those guys have already moved on as well.
0: No, you're right about that. It's the Clippers right now. Just that experiment just doesn't seem like it's going to work. Not to win a, tit- win a title. No.
2: And they're getting the new building. Yep. They're, they're doing – I think man, that was hilarious watching Steve Ballmer go nuts when they were coming back at the end of that game. And there's just a poor Phoenix fan. Yep. the Poor lady Getting sitting hit next to him. every time and I saw like, it, Just too. screaming. It was hilarious to
1: watch I, that. I saw that too. I was like, man, he's going to hurt this lady.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he's excitable to say yeah, the least. That, to Steve say Ballmer. the least. Uh, is he still the richest owner in the league? I don't know. I think he's up there. He, th- he's definitely up there. I think he's. I want to say he was at one point. I don't know. They get. Uh, yeah, I think he still might be. Actually. Might be. Yeah, because I, yeah, I don't know
2: if Ishba, the guy who just bought the Suns, would be any richer. The, I wouldn't yeah. imagine he so would I be. Say,
0: but it, it, my point is that he has not been shy about spending money so that team can be a championship caliber team. Yeah. And it's just the experiment's just it, not he's working.
2: Building. He's getting them a new building. So they're not the Lakers' little brother anymore in the building, yep. where everyone's like, "No, there's is the Lakers' arena, and the Clippers play here."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't no. you can't get from underneath the shadow of the Lakers if you still play in the same damn building. Exactly. And They consider the Lakers Yo, the Lakers' home and not yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got some sound here because Devin Booker went off. He had forty-seven points, ten assists, eight rebounds, I mean they have just decided to run that offense through him. And KD is fine with it because how can you complain? Their, their dominant offense when he's in their mid range game. They call, they call them the mid range mafia. They're hitting As over they should 50% be. of their mid range jumpers. Over 50%. It's mostly just KD and Devin Booker having their way. Uh, after the game, here is KD being asked about Devin Booker's performance and likewise. And I thought this was a pretty good clip. Here it is.
2: From one score to another, one score, what was it like seeing Devin uh, Exploding in that third quarter? Yeah, it was spiritual. Like, I don't show too, I don't scream too much in the games no more as I got older. But when we hit that three on, on the top of the key, I felt the energy, and I know everybody in our crowd felt it. So we feed off uh, his aggression, um, not just us on the team, but Suns fans watching TV, Suns fans in the arena. Like his impact and his presence just means a lot to us. So that was incredible to see and to be a part of. Devin, just hearing that coming from. A guy you know that that that's what he does and has been doing. What's it mean to you to have that kind of night and get that kind of praise from Kevin? Um, hard to put the words. You know, um, somebody that I followed, you know, for a very long time before we developed a personal relationship. So, you know, to even be sitting up here with him right now is kind of surreal. Um, but you know, just competing at the highest level, iron sh- sharp as iron and. You know, even getting that, you know, the work that you guys don't see, you know, in the practice facility together, you know, all-star break. I remember working in there together, playing two-on-two. I don't take none of it for granted.
0: All right, there you go. Yeah, it was spiritual. Yeah. He got the Holy Ghost out there watching. (laughs) Uh, Texas says, yes, he's the richest by a lot. Seventy eight billion. Next is like seventeen billion. Man, good lord! He might be the richest owner in sports. Yeah, he, he, huh? he didn't. He didn't need nobody else to co sign with him. And yeah, they got some Walmart folks in it now, yeah, though, right? Yeah,
2: Denver's got the Walmart. So wonder, the Yeah, yeah,
0: they, they always.
2: <laughs> but hey, man, how excited are you for that Phoenix Denver series now? When you get to see Devin Booker versus Jamal Murray. Uh, Aaron Gordon's got to be trying to guard Kevin Durant. You get DeAndre Ayton and, and Jokic going in the middle. Chris Paul is going to be trying to get some some going there too. It, it's just going like that is just going to be a really fun series to watch of two really good teams. And it is going to be Jamal Murray showed out yes last night. Yes, he did. He he's trying to prove that he can be that second piece that Denver desperately needs to win a title. And Devin Booker is showing that he wants to be recognized as one of the top players in the league.
0: There's a Tim Duncan quality to Jok- Jokic where we just and not, I'm not comparing him just outright to Tim Duncan, but that we just take his performances for granted now. Yeah. Oh. Because he's sure. so consistent. No, oh, he's yeah. one of those guys who have 17 <laughs>
2: rebounds and he goes, 17, huh?
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like no. it's almost he's a prisoner of his own excellence. Yeah. He can't do anything now that can that that will grant us showing our appreciation because 28. triple double and it barely and I know Jamal Murray was a big story cuz he had uh 35 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 three points. He took over the game. But man, Jokic is just so damn consistent. Yeah. And consistently elite. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: I know, think like, I think the other part of it too is like nothing is with flair. It's, it's real raw. It's, it's so, like he's yeah. not he's not going to be on the microphone telling yeah. you how great he is. He, he's just like I'm going to go out here and do what I do, and then I'm going to go back to the YMCA and chill out.
0: Well, he admits <laughs> that sometimes his stats are uh, a stat padding. Yep. like he admits that he was yeah. like, "Nah, that, that wasn't a good triple double, man." You, you saw those rebounds; that was easy. Like he basically talks yeah. trash on his own stat yeah. line yep.
1: sometimes. That's hum- that's humility. It is, but no, he's I'm also saying. setting you up. He's bobbing and weaving. He's sitting on the he's sitting on the ropes, waiting <laughs> he for wants you, to you to shoot slip him up. more compliments. But you are
0: great, Yoko. Now, man, shut your mouth! Exactly. I
1: could have done much better. Nah. You are
0: amazing.
2: <laughs> he's the only guy that Zach Randolph can jump higher than. Yeah, <laughs> and he's still putting out these numbers. Yeah. That is
0: great. Yeah. The visual. That that pains for every exactly. fan Who's ever watched the NBA is perfect. Yeah. Cause Zach right now, he'd barely get off it's like my uncle yeah. playing at the family reunion. That's what I'm saying. Y M C A
1: man. They come in, they're like, hey man, I'm not he's the last guy picked. <laughs> But he goes out there, and he's killing, and he never comes off the court.
0: Fundamentally sound. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, so in Denver, yeah, they do advance, beating Minnesota 112-109. to uh, Trey Young talked about this uh, earlier, but Trey Young, 38 points to keep hope alive for the Atlanta Hawks. They, they win 119-117 over Boston. Boston still leads the series 3-2, but now Game 6, gentlemen, in Atlanta. ATL shout. So they, that's, what they, that's why they rescheduled the Janet Jackson yep, concert. Yep, yep. Shout out. Uh DeJounte Murray was out in that game, but he'll be back in game six. So they won a game with DeJounte Murray out, who's supposed to be, you know, their their second uh go-to guy mm-hmm. behind Trey Young. And so that was a huge win. Not only because they found a way to win on the road, they did it under man. They did it without one of their key guys, DeJounte Murray, who was serving a one-game suspension. So if game six. Ends up being a win for the Hawks at home. We know anything could happen in the game seven. Trey Young did go off thirty eight points, sixteen of those in the fourth quarter, gentlemen. And uh, right now, this this series a lot more interesting than Boston Celtics fans would like it to be.
1: No doubt about it. And you sit here and you look at it, they Boston won every category except for three point percentage. They shot thirty one percent, and and uh, Atlanta shot forty six percent in in free throw percentage. They were 100% Atlanta was in the Celtics' shot, 53.8%. Every other category, they dominated in. They had more points in the paint, 60 to 38. I can't believe that number. 60 to 38. They had more fast break points, 24 to 8. They had more points off for of turnovers, 14 to 8. And they lost the basketball game.
0: How the hell is <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, most people would describe this as more of a, a collapse.
1: I, I I would agree with
0: that one hundred percent. Boston Celtics. Just because if you go look at it overall, Boston, like I said, they played they had a lead, a huge lead actually. Absolutely. They, they had a not huge lead. They had a 109 and 96 lead. They had a double digit lead with like around what seven minutes think, yeah, left. Think, seven yeah, minutes left yeah, in the game. Yep. Yeah. And that's when it all started to crumble. For them, And Trey Young got really hot. Like I said, he had 16 points in the fourth quarter. Um, and like I said, this is actually one of the unlikeliest wins uh, or losses, depending on which side you're on, uh, by a team in, in the playoffs in recent memory. Here's a little stat for you. Since 2003, teams up 3-1, which Boston was, at home for Game 5, leading after three quarters, were 54-4 going into that game. Now 54-5. And also they were 30-0 and when leading by double digits going into the fourth quarter in those in a, in that game and they also were leading by double digits going into the fourth quarter and found a way to lose that game. So yep. give it up to Trey Young and give it up to uh, Atlanta and, for make it interesting.
2: And I'll tell you this when DeJounte Murray comes back, him and Trey Young need to understand they cannot both be bulk shooters. That either you have to both try and take higher percentage shots and pass the ball or one of you can be a bulk shooter and one of you's gotta take less shots. But if you look at the one game they win with both of them playing, they both took a lot less shots. I think they, they combined were in like 33-35, which is what Trey took in this game, was 33. Mm. And in all the games they've lost, they're closer to 50. So if you talk about everyone else getting involved, people being involved enough that they're going to play defense, when you talk about raising your three-point percentage because it's not, it's not bulk threes, they're open threes, right. all of those things you need to be able to figure out how to do. And if it, you guys are going to try and take over and bulk shoot together – where both of y'all are bulk shooters, your your shot targets get up too much for two guys that are shooting under 50%. Yeah,
0: it's not efficient enough. No, yeah, not, not at all. No, that's a really good point. Uh, all right, so a little NBA discussion. We'll preview, a little mini preview of the games coming up tonight. We'll do that later on before we get out of here and what's on tap. Uh, but – Coming up next, I want to get back to the NFL discussion. I want to talk about the Texans. They're the biggest wild-card team in this NFL draft with that number 2 overall pick. And there are whispers, rumors, that the Texans might decide to punt uh, at the quarterback position. They're taking a punter? No. no, no. Probably. They (laughs) might have to punt on the quarterback position in the first (laughs) round of this draft uh, to take advantage of the depth at the quarterback position of next year's draft. This is actually a theory that Patrick brought up. Like, two, three months ago, and I hate that now it's gaining steam during Silly Season. The more I know, the less I know. Uh, We'll come back and we'll discuss it right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore.
2: Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real.
0: You ain't keeping it real. My God. Okay. It's happening. Everybody stay calm. You've done it now. It's time for
1: Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts.
0: All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. I want to talk about the Texans because uh, another rumor, one of the conspiracy theories about the Texans in the NFL draft, and by the way, they are the biggest wild card team in the NFL draft. No one has any idea really what the Texans are going to do. So the reports, the rumors are all over the place. Even in rap reports said there's nothing coming out of the Texans organization. Crickets. So that's good, bad, depends on how you want to look at it, glass half full kind of thing. I'll look at a glass half full. It's good they're, they're able to keep a secret within your organization. Hopefully they're keeping a secret. Um, hopefully it's just not they don't know what the hell they're doing So that's why nothing's leaking out, (laughs) which that also could be the case. Very much so, right? But there's also talk, guys, that the Texans may decide to pass on the quarterback position in the first round of this draft. They have two first-round picks this year, two first-round picks next year. And they may decide to pass on quarterback in the first round of this year's draft and just use those two picks to rebuild the defense because D'Amico Ryan is a defensive coach and they really like the defensive prospects. And they may like the defensive prospects over – the over the rest of the quarterbacks coming out in this draft who are not considered to be the top quarterback. And I think their top quarterback is Bryce Young. And the assumption is that Bryce Young is gone. They may decide, you know what, we like our grade on Will Anderson. Go, go back to our big board group. Will Anderson is a better overall player on our big board, or Tyree Wilson, for that matter, mm-hmm. on their big board, than C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or whoever the second, third, fourth best quarterbacks are, even Anthony Richardson, who is just a physical freak of nature. I was reading the, uh, there's a a piece at L.A., uh, L.A. Times, excuse me, the L.A. Times, um, um, from Sam Farmer. And he talked to an NFL scout who said that uh, Caleb Williams, uh, who's not in this year's draft, um, who was a true sophomore this past season, he said basically this is what the scout said to this reporter, Sam Farmer, quote, It's kind of hard not to notice him. He would probably have been the top quarterback prospect last year and this year. He might be the top one as well. So he could be next year as well. He's got a big arm. He's athletic. He's fairly accurate. He can throw on the move. I'm excited to study him when when he actually comes out. And then I heard Matt Miller, who is uh, an ESPN draft analyst as well, he said that there are two quarterbacks that NFL teams are now enamored with, and it's Caleb Williams and Drake May. Um, he said, so basically – Drake May is also a quarterback prospect that NFL teams are already obsessed with. He said, quote, so many scouts are already enamored with these two prospects, and I do think there's some truth to the idea that some teams are looking at where they are drafting in 2023, then looking at the caliber of quarterbacks next April, and ultimately opting to wait until 2024. Hmm. And there's talk the Texans may be one of these teams. This is one of the, the Conspiracy theories Patrick threw out there months ago that man, what if they decide to just pass on quarterback period here in this draft and then focus on next year's quarterback? And they could, they could, you know, drop in this draft or I say trade down in this draft and acquire more draft capital to devote to getting the number one overall pick next year. The problem with that is and like I said, I don't disagree that next year's quarterback class might be better than this quarterback class. I'm not going there. That's a deeper discussion. But I do think that it's tough to, as we know, because the Texans just failed at trying to tank. They they just lost the tank-a-thon um, at trying to tank again, potentially, and risk— I'm messing up or screwing up another tank now you do have two quarterbacks that they really like apparently they maybe they like Drake May maybe they like Caleb Williams too but that's a dangerous game to play that's a dangerous game to play if you're the Texans and I'm not I, I, right now at this point I wouldn't totally uh, discount it it could happen I still think they're going to take a quarterback in this draft, but there's been more and more discussion, gentlemen, about them taking a defensive player with that number two overall pick or even trading down in the first round to try to acquire more value and still getting defensive players. So that is also an option for the Texans, who are the ultimate wild card in this draft. But like I said, people... If you're going to look to the next quarterback class, and this has happened before, by the way, in 2019, teams were saying the 2020 class is going to be better than the 2019 class. And it was. I still, you know, depending on who you with, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, and Dwayne Haskins and Drew Locke won that 2019 class, 2020 class. Justin Herbert, Tua, Joe Burrow. So, yep, yep. Yeah, so I think he's like, yeah, well, they were right about that. 2017, um, they said that 20, uh, the next class in 2018 was going to be better than the 2017 class. 2017, Ms. Trubisky, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, uh, Deshaun Kaiser, I think was a high uh, prospect, then, a highly rated prospect then. But in 2018, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. Was it was it that much better? No. I, exactly. Like it's it's pretty much a crapshoot, like I've said about the quarterback position. And as a reason the late, great uh, Bill Walsh stated the way that he did that and I the the quote I think is still to this day applicable and I still think it's relevant when it comes to quarterback evaluation overall and the the the, the quarterback uh just the Just the quarterback right now, whatever the archetype is for the QB position. Uh, Bill Walsh said that basically very few people can coach the quarterback position. Even fewer can evaluate them. And he put the evaluation last and said even fewer. So very few people can coach it and even fewer can evaluate it. Mm -hmm. And I do think there is a struggle and there has been for a long time. By the way, Bill Walsh struggled too to evaluate quarterbacks. Now, he was better than most uh, when he asked all of his coaches, should we trade for Steve Young? And nobody raised their hand. He just tore him down the room and traded for him anyway. He knew Steve Young was going to be legit, even though nobody else believed him because he knew how to evaluate quarterbacks. Exactly. Uh, And not everybody has that that skill. I do think Andy Reid is one of those guys. There are your quarterback gurus, your quarterback nurturers. And I do think some organizations all right they are better equipped to deal with a de- or at least to develop a quarterback than others but the truth is it's just a mystery and for the texans i, I and i said i'm not saying the quarterback class next year isn't going to be better than this quarterback class it very well could be um but having that attitude it's like that person you know that is is single um they never really date anybody seriously because they're always too busy looking for a miss right or mr right that This imaginary, fictitious fat fantasy of a person and his perfect companion that checks every box, when in reality there is no perfect person, there is no perfect companion, there's no guarantee that person ever is going to be the savior uh, or be their mister or miss perfect that they want them to be. That's the Texans. If they pass on quarterback in this draft, they're telling me they're looking for the perfect quarterback. Mm. The quarterback's got to check all the boxes and be the savior of the organization. And the truth is, I don't know if that quarterback exists. Nobody thought Patrick Mahomes was that quarterback. Andy Reid did. They traded up for him. He's like, no, no, he's our guy. He's got everything we need. He's the guy. And nobody thought Jalen Hurts was that quarterback. We just talked about him. Second round, nobody thought Jalen Hurts was going to turn out to be the highest paid QB in the league now. Yeah and improve uh, at the trajectory and the rate at which he did, it. it is mostly a crapshoot when it comes to the quarterback position. It is one of the greatest mysteries in all sports about how to evaluate and develop quarterbacks. I, I, I would even – I'd probably throw out there that any other position in all of sports that – You have a much higher, if you just broke it down, a much higher success rate of predicting, projecting, and evaluating than quarterbacks. Even in the modern times with all the modern technology and with all of the different data points that they're researching, the S2 cognition tests and all that stuff, it is still almost impossible to predict that Brock Purdy is going to come into the league as as Mr. Irrelevant. And be able to play an extremely high level as a rookie quarterback and now have the 49ers who traded away draft capital to draft Trey Lance to be the future of their organization. Right. And now they're sitting saying, Well, we gotta find something to do with Trey Lance because Brock Purdy's gonna be the future of our organization. That's a well run NFL franchise. And even they have figured out that yeah, they've been stupefied by the quarterback position. Yeah. It's it's not an inexact science. It's more of an art form and Art can take on all types of forms, and that's the quarterback position in a nutshell. So I just think you got to keep drafting them. Just keep drafting them, and you may hit, you may not hit. If you don't hit, it's like dating. Go date, go find another one. You can date somebody for a little while and figure out, you know what, we're just not a match. It's not going to work. We see the world too differently, whatever it is. We're not compatible. And you go date somebody else, and you look for the next person that is a lot more compatible with you than the previous candidates were. And the same thing with quarterback. So if I'm the Texans, I just pick a quarterback, man. Just pick one. What? Pick your bet your, your best evaluation of the quarterback. Pick it. If you think Trey, if you think Trey Lance is a better quarterback than the ones in this draft, then take Trey Lance. Go trade for him.
1: Yeah, you can't tank again. And but you can't be yeah,
0: yeah, you can't be tanking, trying to look for the perfect quarterback prospect.
2: Well, that does not exist. Well, and let's not also forget <laughs> the price was too high for you this year to trade up a spot for number one. What happens next year when you're pick three and you need to trade up for a more sought after quarterback than the one you wanted, and now you gotta trade up. Now you gotta give up what, five draft classes? Exactly to try and tra- yeah. like how many draft picks can you give up and players and everything else? And Laramie tunsell has gone now, and you just gave up your entire team to try and get Caleb Williams because you put it all on, hey, Texans fans, sorry, we're gonna we're gonna screw you out of another season, a season ticket money and everything else to come watch a team that's not ready to play.
0: Please. I mean, you can't do that. You can't do that. That' to maybe be a miscalculation and, and and I'll tell you this,
2: you can in this year think you're going to take a quarterback in round three and hope he falls to you because you have a good grade on a guy thinking that no one else is going to go after that same guy you're going after because I think that's something they mm-hmm. could be doing this year too is well we don't have those guys ranked as highly, but we're going to try and find somebody else, whether it is uh uh hen and hooker or or the guy from Stanford or Houston or one of those guys that they think is the who they'd rather have
0: and could develop them and can develop them. And
2: they think that's Brock Purdy or whoever else. Yeah. Don't do that. But you, if you're (laughs) going to take that, you understand you have to reach for them because if you're, it's your quarterback and you don't have a backup plan right now, there is no plan B for the Texans. So if you don't have that, you can't go, Oh, we'll just miss on the guy that we gave up, not taking the number two overall pick with. And we'll go down. You can't, you can't have this logic of, Oh, well, we'll make it. We'll figure it out. Well, no, 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 not at quarterback. You can't, a lot of positions you can, oh, we'll figure it out. Quarterback's not that position. Well, here's Agreed.
1: here's a monkey wrench for this conversation right here. John McClain, who has covered the NFL mm-hmm. for a very long time, used to write for the Houston Chronicle. Now he writes for uh, Gallery Sports. Uh, his mock draft came out about 12 minutes ago, and he's real close to the Texans, as we already know. Yes, he is. And he said that his number two pick overall is going to the Texans is going to be Tyree Wilson mm. at number two, edge rusher. That hurts. Here's the other one for you. That now hurts. he's got he said he's going to release another mock draft tomorrow up tomorrow morning. So there may be something totally different. But here's who's who is here is who they pick with the number 12. Jump roll, please.
2: Oh uh, Anthony Richardson? Close. Close. More Levis. Hendon Hooker uh. at number. 12 yeah that, that, that so that is wow. that's a that's a way i've heard i know wow. peter king was talking about that too i listened to a thing with him today yeah. and he basically had those two guys as who he thought the texans were very high on i i don't i that all seems to me as more of yeah we're high on those guys i don't know if that's we're gonna take them at 2 and 12 and for the cowboys mm-hmm. he has the cowboys
1: taking edge rusher from clemson miles murphy
0: yeah, if the Texans end up taking a quarterback, I can't complain. That's taking a quarterback high. It may not be a quarterback that I thought was worthy of that pick, but like I said, at least if they, they go, did take a quarterback. Go back right? to my my initial complaint is take a quarterback. But if you take and Hooker at take twelve, a
2: he can't play this season. He can't play this year. You got
0: Davis so, Mills. No, and no, you no got I get Case that. Keenum. But why yeah, you are you taking in Hooker at twelve
2: if you go? Well, if we're gonna wait till next year, let's wait till next year. Let's go get Trey Lance. If I'm not drafting a quarterback who can play in this season, I don't necessarily want to take him at twelve. I'd rather trade that pick to next season. Just get out of the get out of this get out of the twelve position if you're going to take Hendon Hooker at twelve and get
0: future picks. You're just saying don't draft a quarterback at all if you're going to draft Hinton Hooker.
2: No, I'm saying you can draft Hinton Hooker in the second round. You can draft Hinton Hooker mm. maybe at the end of the first no, round. No, there's talk that he's not going to be at the
0: end of the first round. I get round. that. I, I don't take him because mm. you need that
2: position this season. If you
0: want him that badly, you have to take him in the 50. If you if you want him that badly, you have to because I don't, I there's, don't. there's too much talk that he's going to go in the bottom of the first round. You can't risk that if you're going <sighs> to go with the number two overall pick. If you're going to go elsewhere other than quarterback, you cannot risk if you want a quarterback in this draft, losing out on the one quarterback no, no, that will be I get- No,
2: I agree. I'm not saying I like
0: it, but that's why I'm fine
2: with it. I don't like a quarterback who can't, who will not be healthy to play. So he's going to miss basically all of your training camps. He's going to be a year behind. And then you're going to find out if you go into that year, hey, we used a number 12 pick on a quarterback who we realized before he even starts for us is not, re- he's a, he was a gimmicky quarterback at Tennessee because we don't know if he's ready to play at that level. He's also 25 years old. You're starting him out at a 26 year old quarterback for the year off his I, contract. I don't,
0: I don't like Hinden Hooker for the pick, but they do need to draft a quarterback. I, I agree with that. High, period. You get, you get into You're, you're getting into the trying to find a perfect yep. quarterback again. That's my big complaint. Draft a freaking quarterback. And just move on. If you screw up like the Eagles did, Mitchell screwed up, trade yep. the guy, and drop another one. Exactly. Carson that's the Wentz we 2.0. All right, that's it. Like quit trying, to, quit, quit trying to find the perfect quarterback. That's the problem right here for the Texans. You're not going to find a savior. Go find a quarterback and develop the QB. His week, everybody else does.
1: His draft the week before, he had the Texans taking Will Anderson, and with their second pick, he had them taking Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. So he's, he's flipped on what he did a week ago. Yeah. to where he is today. And then one more time we'll get another one tomorrow morning.
0: And again, nobody knows. Yeah, they just need to dra- <laughs> they don't draft the quarterback. I think that's a problem. Yep. Uh, I do. That means they're searching and reaching for next season and who says they're not going to screw it up again? Yep. And as Patrick mentioned, they didn't even want to trade up for the number 1 overall pick this year. Right. Why, why yep. would they why would they want to trade up all their draft like at least pool all the draft capital for the next season I agree. to trade up all the way to number 1. I I don't get it. So Look, I- I'm assuming they're going to draft the quarterback. When you had
1: number one and you messed up the job,
0: <laughs> you had one job. You had one job <laughs> to lose. To lose. All right, we'll come right back. Right, we'll get it off the record on the other side right here. Ball don't lie. One for another one. Bye bye. Bye bye. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie, Radio 104.9 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's when Patrick plays jams from the soundtrack of a movie that inspired him and plays those selections for us. And based on these selections that are played, cards are not supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of the day. And today, cards got it very First time it is Friday, the cult classic Friday. Cult classic. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, it's been a while since I watched Friday, but I'm, be- I'm probably gonna end up watching it this weekend. Uh, and I actually don't know if my wife's ever seen Friday. I gotta make sure she has. Oh yeah. So I, I haven't asked her about it because it's been so long you since I watched movie. You just assume movies. too. I just assume she did. Yeah, that's If I- she I- hasn't, my feelings are gonna be hurt. Yeah. Like, she's a lot younger than me, so sometimes some of these women like, I oh, bet you seen it. She's like, oh, I've never seen. I'm like, Yeah. Who am I married to?
1: <laughs> Who did I marry?
0: I have those who did I marry moments. Like, oh, are you serious? You've They're never seen it? Very easy to happen. Oh, man. You ever had yeah. one of those and like, oh, I've been married to you forever and I yep. didn't know that? What the yep. hell? Yeah. So, uh, my man Patrick doing a great job with midweek movie movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. Um, we were just talking about the Texans and the possibility the Texans could go away from a quarterback in the first round of this draft. They could decide to go defense, something like that. Don't forget, somebody texted me, a Texans fan, and said, don't forget... The Texans have a really uh, kind of sorted history uh, with quarterback acquisitions, too. Remember, they drafted David Carr the inaugural season, and he is the most sacked quarterback, I believe, still in a single season. That's the record. The Ooh. most sacked quarterback in a single season. I think it was like 76 sacks yep. in one season. And at one point, I think a lot of teams have to deal with this, uh, and remember that 2006 draft where they take Mario Williams? Yeah. Yep. Could have got Vince Young. That was the whole time. Everybody a- thought it was going to be
2: Reggie Bush.
1: Yes. Remember, I sent y- I was off that day, and I sent y'all that text because yeah. I was listening. I was like, don't forget about Mario. do forget about Mario. Because people were like, oh, they're going to take Vince-, Vince Young or Reggie Bush. Who are we going to take? And yeah, then all everyone- of a sudden,
2: Mario Williams pop up, and everybody's like, what? It's everyone in Texas thought they were going to take Vince, and everyone around the country thought they were taking Reggie Bush. Yep.
0: And they didn't do either. And they right didn't now. do it.
2: <laughs> and no one thought they were taking Mario.
0: Nobody thought they were taking Mario. Uh, yeah. isn't that also the is that the Aaron Rodgers draft? Who was O five? When's Aaron Rodgers draft? oh5 No,
1: no, that was VY was oh six. No, i about Aaron Rodgers oh. draft.
0: When was oh. It was 0-5
2: though, right? It was so 05, he was the year yeah. and 0-6 was the He
0: was 0-5, yeah. Yep, yep. So my, my, my point is, hell, Texas could have got Aaron Rodgers in too, because everybody could have got him. But then also, fast forward. There's the Peyton Manning. People forget this. Peyton Manning, one of the teams that was reported to be in the running to have Peyton Manning was the Texans, mm-hmm. and they chose the shop job. Oh. Remember that? They were like, "No, no, no." When he coming th- off that neck injury. Instead of and so I'm not saying they would have got him, but they could at least pursued him instead of pursuing yeah. him. They decided we're committed to the shop job.
2: Wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, pick sixteen, the two thousand five draft. They drafted uh, defensive tackle Travis Johnson instead of Aaron
0: Rodgers. Oh, Just was
2: gonna say they drafted a defensive tackle oh. Travis Johnson, oh. Aaron Rodgers still on the board.
0: And then drafted a D in the next year or two then.
2: Uh. Yeah. Oh. Well that was a defensive tackle. You're taking uh, at 16. So, a so you got D. you were building up D-line, that D line. Right? The, the, the McNair's have a thing about building their D line oh, where man. it was always when they first started as a franchise, you were like, That's the right way to build a franchise, build up by from the D and O line. Mm-hmm. and the Baselli never played for us Oh. that's right never and, and it just never, it just never
0: works yeah, and then of course Hall of,
2: the sh- Make sure you put Hall of Famer in front hey, of Hey, Hall of Famer Not Texan <laughs> he, right.
0: <laughs> he was, he's still Hall of Famer, that's yeah. true uh, And then of course the Deshaun Watson draft Which everybody thought Was a great draft And then you realize Well, you could not could have Patrick Mahomes he didn't Because they traded up Ahead of you to get Patrick Mahomes And Deshaun Watson Looked like it was going To be a home run uh, draft pick And you had your Franchise quarterback Of the future And then we all re- Remember how that worked out He didn't, he didn't want to play For them because He was just grown to it But then later on We found out about the off-the-field baggage yeah. that uh, Deshaun Watson was carrying as well. So they just can't really – now they are in quarterback hell, essentially. Oh, they are yeah. in quarterback hell. And being in quarterback hell is like being in a friend zone. It's really hard to get out of quarterback the, hell.
2: They're, they're trying to figure it out, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's less hard when you have a number two pick and there's four quarterbacks you can take up there. Makes it less hard yeah. unless yeah. you are determined not to get
0: out. Exactly. What do you say? What, what, what's your theory on the Texas? Whatever you think, whatever is the worst possible option yeah. available, that's probably that's what gonna they're going to choose. So <laughs> they're,
2: they're George Costanza before he does the opposite.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. When he's, he's, he's rock bottom? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what did I say? Rock bottom can also be a trampoline. Yep. So. Hopefully for the Texans, they're going to hit that trampoline pretty soon. All right, we come right back. We'll uh, talk B. John Robinson, bad news for Cowboys fans, right here on Ball Don't Lie <sighs> on four the Horn.